0: town bank mortgage nmls number 512138 is an equal housing lender this podcast is for informational purposes only and now the man born with a five o'clock shadow and with the nmls number 2028201 he is a gentleman he is a scholar he is tyler crawley Welcome, everyone, to the Monday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. Yeah, you have to forgive me. I almost forgot how to say Monday because I think it's been, what, like a year since I did a Monday podcast, (laughs) so congratulations to me, the host, the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley. and yeah, it's been a while since I did a Monday podcast. It feels good, though. Now, I have a feeling it's going to be a little rusty, right, because even though, you know, obviously I do podcasts. um, You're just in a different vibe when you're recording the first podcast of the week. And usually I'm doing it on a Monday and yet here we are Sunday night and I am trying to record a podcast. So I have to get my mind in the proper state. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep it short and simple. We got one big report to get to. That was retail sales. That came out on Friday. One of the rare... Friday reports you know Friday's usually kind of hit or miss kind of like Mondays interestingly enough and we did get a report big report on Friday and I say big because retail sales of course are important give us an overall kind of indication of what's happening with the economy because remember two-thirds of GDP are consumption so retail sales growing is a good indicator of what's happening with the overall economy so what happened on Friday well it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, it was flat. <laughs> or I should say it wasn't growing, it wasn't retracting, because we can look at this in many different ways, good or bad. Uh, but retail sales were flat in September. Advanced estimates of U.S. retail and food services were unchanged at $684 billion, once again, for the month of September, with retail sales up 8.2% year over year. So no change month over month, but year over year still up 8.2%, which means a lot of mixed categories. So some categories being up, some being down. You know, usually when you get a report like this, you know, it's either positive or it's negative, and then kind of all the categories follow suit. But when you have a report where the numbers are flat, it's all over the place. (laughs) Some are up, some are down. So month over month, Interestingly enough, miscellaneous retailers had the worst month with a 2.5% drop, followed by gas stations. They were down 1.4%, electronic stores down 0.8%, and then furniture and sporting goods stores were both down 0.7%. But then on the flip side, for some, I don't even know why, department stores were up 1.3%, <laughs> I don't know, big sale, maybe, you know, you had, uh, I guess, the Labor Day sale in September, maybe, which drove everyone to the department stores, Uh, they were up 2.5, or I'm sorry, they were up 1.3%, followed by general merchandise stores that were up 0.7%, and then clothing, health, restaurants, and online retailers were all up 0.5% month over month, so, I mean, just there's no patterns here. I mean, you got electronic stores down a little bit. You have clothing stores up a little bit. You have miscellaneous retailers with the biggest drop, department stores with the biggest increase. So, yeah, I mean, interpret this data how you want it. There's, there's no decoding it. There's there's nothing in here, I think, that can speak to what is happening with the overall economy. I, I mean, I'm i not seeing it. Maybe it's there. I'm missing it. I'm not picking up on it, but it just seems like a very mixed Report with no real indication of where people are moving their money, what they're buying. It's it's all over the place. Um, Now, year over year, despite the monthly drop, gas stations, of course, because of gas prices still being up almost 20%, gas station spending is up year over year 20.6%, followed by online retailers. That kind of surprises me. Because you would think that on online retailers would be taking a hit now that we're out of the pandemic, because that's where everyone was shopping during the. I mean, th- those numbers were skyrocketing during the pandemic. So you feel like you they'd still be getting some pullback from people being able to go out and shop, but not really. They're up 11.6 year over year. Restaurants and bars are also up or very close to that same number at 11.4 percent. And then home improvement stores just missing double digits up 9.7%. The only retailer that was down year over year, all the rest of them are positive. Those are just the top uh, categories, but all the other retailers were positive, except for one, electronic stores were down 8.6%. So it's like, not only were they down, they were, I mean, they're almost double digits down and they were the only one that was in negative territory. So uh, I I don't know. Good luck. Now, I mentioned these numbers earlier weren't good or bad, it was just positive or negative. Arguably, these are bad numbers because even though they're flat, these are not adjusted for inflation. This is the the key factor of retail sales. They are not adjusted for inflation. And if you remember, we got the CPI report earlier last week, and it showed that prices were up 0.4% month over month. Well, if prices are up 0.4% and spending is flat, what can we deduce from that? We can pretty much figure out that sales, when adjusted for inflation, are down 0.4%. And then you can take that number and apply to the year-over-year data, up 8.2%. Inflation, right around 8.2%, which means that retail sales year-over-year are, in fact, flat. And that's an important kind of takeaway from this report and something that I think sometimes gets lost because we're looking at you know month over month, year over year we're looking at the sort of um, you know the dollar amount not realizing that you need to adjust it for inflation. And when you adjust it for inflation, the numbers look far left far less positive. and it looks like this could be the first indicator that higher prices are really starting to hit consumers because we know it was eventually going to happen. I mean, they, consumers have been holding on for a lot longer than I think people thought. I mean, we, we, you, know, you go to the grocery store, you just see how much food prices are up. I mean, you just you go anywhere and see what's happening with prices. And the fact that retail numbers month over month have you know, kind of kept pace with inflation. I mean, look at that year over year number. I mean, breaking even. That's somewhat impressive, but that usually means that consumers are dipping into savings, they're borrowing money, credit cards, whatever it may be, and it looks like it may finally be catching up to them. And consumers are saying, okay, this is what we're spending. If we get less because of it, so be it. And so this could be a troubling sign for the economy. You know, everyone's been wondering, when's this recession going to hit? A lot of people saying we're already there. This is a sign that things are starting to pull back. And once again, consumption, two-thirds of GDP. And when you start seeing numbers like this, that it looks like spending is being pulled back because of prices, recession not, not far off. Not far off. So this could be the first, maybe this is an anomaly, maybe next month we're going to see some great numbers, but... A lot of people are saying, "Uh uh-oh, this could be the first time. All right, so what's happening this week? We do have some big reports. It's kind of one of those weeks where it's like some days are huge and other days like nothing is going on. So today, later today, we got the uh, U.S. monthly budget deficit expected to be, I think, $220 So yeah, go USA. (laughs) Keep running those deficit, baby. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure that Social Security issue is not going to come into play (laughs) with the deficit. Uh, And then on Tuesday, home builder confidence is projected to fall to 44. So it's already low. I think it was 46 last month. It's going to drop again to 44. Remember, 50 is kind of the break even point. So we we are waving bye-bye as we keep falling away from 50. Uh, Wednesday's a big day, a lot going on. Uh, we get some global data, the UK's inflation rate and the euro area's inflation rate both expected to rise to 10%. So they are going into double-digit territory. At 7 a.m., we got mortgage demand and rates, and then building permits and housing starts. Uh, building permits are projected to fall slightly 0.7% housing starts much much bigger drop. There we go. 6.2%. So that's a big report on Wednesday. And then Thursday, initial jobless claims are projected to rise slightly 232,000. But then the projections have been so off with jobless claims for the last couple of months, existing home sales for September, fall, 2.3%. That's the projection on Thursday. And then Japan's inflation rates, 7.30 PM on Thursday, projected to rise to 3.2%. When you have Japan with inflation over 2%, we got a problem. (laughs) They might be going up to 3.2%. And then Friday, we got nothing. Nothing of any substance, at least in my eyes. Maybe I'm missing something, but I didn't see anything of any importance uh, and then real quick here before we go there was a great piece in the New York Times. I mean I got to tell you something. Yimbies, which I like to consider myself part of that group, they're making some major headway in areas that at one at, that once were thought lost forever. Like California for example, we have highlighted here on this podcast many a times some of the great things that Gavin Newsom is doing in California to encourage development more homes being built, which will help people afford homes. It's awesome. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Gavin Newsom. I am a big fan of that endeavor. Now we have reports that the same thing is happening in New York. In this case, New York City. The city council in New York may actually finally be opening up to the idea that development is good even if it's not all affordable housing, you know. The stupid thing that people argue: well, no, they all have to be affordable. It's like it reminds me of that great Twitter um, conversation. It was the great. It was. I think it was. Was it? Was it M. Nolan Gray? I think it was, but I could be wrong about that. If, I, if I'm wrong, I'm going to correct this on the next podcast. But somebody had pointed out on Twitter that there was this old McDonald's that had ended up being built into an apartment complex, and it was like you know, 200 apartments. And he, you know, so someone posts old McDonald's turned into 200 apartments and this lady, this NIMBY or whatever chimes in and goes, well, how how many of them are affordable? And I think it was once again, M. Nolan Gray, I think was the one who chimed in and said, well, considering it's 98% sold out, um, all of them, (laughs) someone can afford. And then, you know, she made some other comment and then it was someone else who chimed in and, and said, well, how many of how many um, affordable apartments did the McDonald's have? <laughs> it was something like, it was just, it's like this idea that we should only be building affordable units when we should be building whatever we can, because the, the issue is it's basic economics, supply and demand. We have big demand, not enough supply. So we need supply, regardless what the supply is. I don't care what it is. Just supply, get it out there. And like I said, there's a piece in the New York Times that I will link In the newsletter, of course, it'll also be on the website, marketsandmortgages.com. But man, Yimbyism is just making some impressive strides. And it's all thanks to me in this podcast, of course. (laughs) No, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome that's happening. All right. We are going to go, man, first Monday podcast in a while. Feels pretty good, I will say. But we will be back tomorrow for the Tuesday edition of markets and mortgages. You guys enjoy your first day of work Monday, right? That, that's right. That's, that's what happens on Mondays. Okay. <laughs> See, I don't even know how to end a Monday podcast. It's been so long. All right. You guys enjoy your Monday. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.